We know that kids have nightmares, even night terrors. But what about unwanted visitors in the night? What's that all about? Well, welcome back to Equipping Kingdom Kids. I'm Becky Fisher, and this is a podcast for both spirit-filled parents and children's ministry leaders interested in raising a generation of boys and girls to walk in the supernatural power of God. You're listening to episode number 30, Are Night Visitors Real? If you're a parent, your children have probably experienced at least a few nightmares in their childhood. But what would you do if your two-year-old came running into your bedroom five or six nights in a row crying, something biting me, mommy, something biting me. And you look and he actually has marks and scratches on his tiny little arms, but it's not from him. Yeah, right. Well, I guess you can always check the room to see if some kind of wild varmint got in here. I remember meeting a Christian man a few years ago in the movie industry who, when he found out that I worked with kids, started immediately telling me about his childhood. It was horribly abusive, full of drugs and violence, etc. Definitely not a Christian environment. And he told me that every night when he went to bed, he was attacked by demons. He didn't know what they were then, but now as a Christian, he knew what they were. He said they would take like pieces of wire or coat hangers and puncture his little body and they would leave marks that you could actually see. He swore it wasn't his imagination, but there was no one there to rescue him and nobody believed him. Okay, enough of these kinds of stories because they're weird and I don't want to give any more credit to the devil or glory to the devil because he doesn't deserve any. But I just wanted you to know what we're talking about. It's not the typical nightmares most kids have. But here's what I do want to do. I want to bring attention to a battle that thousands of families and kids, both Christian and non-Christian, find themselves in and they don't know what to do about it or who to talk to because who's going to believe them anyway? Has anything like this ever happened to you or somebody you know? Has it happened to your own children? If so, type yes, it happened to me or my kids down in the comments below. And if you want to share your testimony, I'd love to hear it. But more important, tell us how you overcame the enemy and got victory. In these videos, we want to bring glory to Jesus and teach our children how to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit the way Jesus said they could. We want to teach our kids that they're overcomers, they're not victims, and they're not helpless, that they are protected by the power of the blood of Jesus and His name. And if you as a parent or a children's minister are interested in topics of this kind, then be sure to subscribe to my channel if you haven't done so already so you never miss another episode on raising supernatural kids to walk in the power of God. Oh, and don't forget to hit the like button too. And by the way, I have a surprise ending on this video. I've never done anything like this before, but when we get to that part, I'll let you know when it's time. You're going to want to go get your kids to come in and watch the rest of the video with you at that point. Now we know about nightmares. Many of us have had them when we were kids ourselves, but it seems like most children just grow out of them. Many of us have heard of night terrors, which is a medically diagnosable condition. I didn't know what they were until I started having so many parents come and ask me to help them with their children. So I started doing research and I just stumbled across it. Night terrors or sleep terrors by definition are a sleep disorder in which a person quickly wakes up from sleep in a terrified state. The general consensus is that night terrors happen during the deep non-REM sleep, 
unlike nightmares, which occur during the lighter REM sleep. A night terror is not technically a dream, but more like a sudden reaction of fear that happens during a transition from one sleep phase to another. Night terrors usually occur about two or three hours after a child falls asleep when the sleep transitions from the deepest stage of non-REM sleep to the lighter REM sleep, which is the stage where dreams occur. This transition is usually a smooth one, but on occasion, a child becomes agitated and frightened, and that fear reaction is a night terror. During a night terror, a child might suddenly sit up straight in bed or shout out or scream or, or cry in distress. The child's breathing and heartbeat might be faster, or she or he might sweat and thrash around and act upset and very scared. After a while, sometimes just a few minutes, the child simply calms down and returns to sleep. Now, various factors are said to contribute to night terrors, including sleep deprivation, fatigue, stress, anxiety, a fever, sleeping in unfamiliar surroundings, lights or unfamiliar noises. But what's a unique characteristic of night terrors is when the child wakes up in the morning and they have absolutely no memory of the incident at all. The only ones who were disturbed by it were the parents, go figure. It's very easy to find credible medical help on the internet for this, so if you suspect that this is maybe what your child is experiencing, just visit websites like kidshealth.org or mayoclinic.org or webmd.org and others for further information. But it's this third category of nightmares, night tears. We don't even know what it is, what we're dealing with. We don't have a name for it. And this is it, actual demonic visitors coming in the night who come to torment and terrify their victims. It's not a dream. The kids are very aware of what's going on and they definitely remember it in the morning. The kids can hear them, they can see them, they can feel them. They're not dreams, it's really happening. I wish this was rare, but anytime I bring it up on social media, I am really shocked how many people have been affected by this. So give me your opinion. Do you think these people are just making these stories up or are they real? If you think they're real, type yes in the comments below. If you think they're just making it up, type no, they're phony baloney. Also, don't forget to watch all the way to the end of this video for my surprise ending for your kids. Now, as a result of all the messages that I got on Facebook, I wrote a book for kids that I call Monsters in My Closet, But Not For Long. I compiled a fictional story about a little boy named Caleb from the bits and pieces of testimonies that people had given me about their experiences, and I came up with this story. In it, there's this little boy by the name of Caleb who has these night visitors that he can see in here, but nobody else can. It's the journey of how he was taught to take authority over the demons himself and how to command them to leave, ultimately getting victory over it and the fear that came with it. We teach the kids in it to anoint their rooms with oil, how to pray, how to clean out their bedrooms of anything that might be displeasing to the Holy Spirit, and to clean out their hearts. Ultimately, Caleb asked Jesus into his heart, and that is a turning point in this story. So this brings up the point. If you have found yourself in this situation, what did you do? First, you need to find out what opened the door to the enemy. 
If you're a Christian, you should already know what this means. Are you watching compromising movies or TV shows? How about the books and the magazines that you and your spouse have in your house? How about the video games and other electronic media that the teenagers in your home are using? What things have you engaged in that could be an open door that has given legal rights that allowed entrance to the enemy and he's taking it out on your younger children? Getting rid of anything that's displeasing to the Lord is what we call cleaning house. Every member of your household needs to participate in this. I'm reading a fascinating book right now. It's excellent for parents. I recommend it. You can get it on Amazon.com. It's called Small But Mighty. And it's in this book where I got my opening true story about the small boy who was having something bite him in the night and was leaving marks on his body. Sherry Dorsett is the author. She's a strong Christian woman, and she was in search of answers for how to help her little son. The Holy Spirit revealed that she had opened a door in the lives of her kids through a spirit of fear that had plagued her since childhood. As she said, fear is just one of those things that is easily transferred to your children. When she was pregnant with her son, she remembers fearing that she wasn't going to be a good mother. She was scared the child would have some kind of disorder or that he or she would be ugly. She said ultimately these and other fears bottled up in her soul and mind transferred to her little son while he was still in the womb. Once she understood what had happened, the Holy Spirit showed her what to do about it, and it was a part of setting her son free. As you can see, there can be any number of things that can be an open door to the enemy towards your children. So you're going to need to pray and seek answers from the Holy Spirit, be brutally honest in your family, and seek how to close those doors. If you don't, then just get ready for an ongoing battle. Now in the back of this monster book, I share quite a few testimonies of parents and uh, other people who actually had these experiences, children themselves. The two really big takeaways of what set their children free were leading them to salvation in Jesus and getting them filled with the Holy Spirit, including speaking in tongues. In many cases, just these two things broke the power of the enemy over their lives for good. Other things they did was to teach their children what the Bible had to say about fear and our authority over the enemy. They taught them how to pray using scriptures. One mother wrote to me and said our children ages four and seven had been getting nightmares every night. We prayed for them every evening and then a friend sent me your book which talks about who our enemy is and where he came from. And it educated our children in a way that they could understand and that Satan uses fear when we're in our bed at night. It taught our children that we have authority through Christ Jesus over Satan and his demons. The last two nights, both of them started in our daughter's room, praying together without me and my husband. They commanded what was scaring them to leave their rooms, and last night was peaceful, and they just finished praying a few minutes ago for tonight, and we're expecting another peaceful night. This book is highly recommended. I've come to call this book Spiritual Warfare 101 for Kids. You know, educating our kids is a key element to breaking the power of the enemy over their lives. Once they realize that Jesus has given them authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, they are much better equipped for spiritual battle.
You do not have to endure nightmares, night tears, or these evil visitors in the night. You can teach your children how to take authority over them in the name of Jesus. So now here's my surprise ending. I'm going to read a few pages to you from my book, Monsters in My Closet, but not for long. So I want you to pause this video right now and go get your kids and come back and listen to part of my story. Caleb Harper had a problem. Something bad happened at night when he went to sleep. It didn't happen every night, but it was often enough to make him afraid to go to bed. Sometimes when he fell asleep, he would hear noises in the darkness. The noises would wake him up. They sounded like voices talking to him, saying scary and mean things. When he slowly opened his eyes, he, he saw something that looked like monsters in his closet. It was awful. Sometimes they would have horns, a tail, sharp teeth, and an evil laugh. <laughs> Their laugh sounded like something he had heard on one of his favorite cartoon shows. Caleb would shut his innocent brown eyes tightly, pull the blanket over his head, and just cry. The problem was no one could see the monsters but him. Caleb was very afraid. Mommy, mommy, Caleb would yell in the darkness when the monsters came. There were other times he was so scared he couldn't say a word. There's monsters in my closet again. It's okay, Caleb, his mother comforted him. Mr. Harper would walk over to the closet and open the door and say, See, Caleb, there's nothing here. But Daddy, I saw them. You believe me, don't you? Yes, I do, son. I just don't know how to help. Then his mom and dad would hold him tightly and pray for him until the fear would go away. Repeat this after me, Caleb, Mrs. Harper would say as she cuddled him. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Caleb obeyed. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. He obediently said it, but it didn't always come from his heart. Because his parents just didn't know how to help their son anymore, Caleb's dad called their church and asked their pastor to come over and talk with him. It's very important not to allow anything in our homes or in our lives that would be an open invitation to these unwanted visitors, Pastor David explained. Without realizing it, we can open the door to the enemy. Then these monsters, as you call them, come into our homes and our lives and causes all kinds of unwelcome problems. But we don't have any enemies. What enemies are you talking about, Pastor? Mrs. Harper asked. The monsters Caleb has seen are really fallen angels. Pastor David leaned forward with a very serious look. After a pause, he took a deep breath and went on. The Bible tells us that in heaven, before God created the world, he made beautiful angels to be his helpers and messengers. The most beautiful angel of them all was named Lucifer. But over time, Lucifer grew proud, and he became jealous of God. He wanted to overthrow God, take over his throne, and he actually wanted everyone to worship him instead. And somehow, he convinced one-third of the other angels that they should serve him instead of God. He must be very persuasive. As a result, they all rebelled against their creator, and there was a great war in heaven. What happened then, Caleb asked. Who won? Lucifer and the fallen angels were no match for God, Caleb. Only the Most High God is all-powerful and all-knowing. 
The powers and abilities that Lucifer and his fallen angels have are very limited by comparison. Even though Lucifer and his friends tried, their supernatural powers, which are really magic and witchcraft in disguise, didn't even come close to the power of God. Our Heavenly Father had no choice but to kick them all out of heaven. Pastor David leaned back, tapped his Bible with his finger and said, From that point on in the word, Lucifer got a new name. He became known as Satan, and the fallen angels were called demons or devils. Well, what does this have to do with the monsters in my closet? Caleb asked. And to find out the answer, you'll just have to get my book. Now that's not to be mean, but look, I give away so many things in, in my videos. I do it almost every week. I just can't give something away all the time. We need to support our ministry because we're supporting leaders overseas and all the rest, and we just need to make a living. But what I do want to do is I really want to see you get a copy of this book. So I'm going to give you a 25% discount. If you'll go to my store, look for the book, Monsters in My Closet, and then at checkout, there's a place to put a discount code. If you will type in the code MONSTERS, I will give you a 25% discount for watching my video because I do really appreciate it. I hope this has been helpful to you. And if you have any further questions along this line, please feel free to write me at kidsinministry at yahoo.com. God bless. To see a video version of this podcast, go to youtube.com slash kidsinministry. To take advantage of any offers mentioned, please email us at kidsinministry at yahoo.com and mention the number and the name of this podcast.